Hello on this, the 11th day of the month of September 2022. And this is our weekly news update. Many things in the news today. Thanks to CTN for carrying the program today. And of course, what we're going to start off with? Well, Her Majesty the Queen passed. So let's roll this. Queen Elizabeth II died today in Scotland, as you likely know, at the age of 96. She was the longest-serving monarch in British history. She was born in one world and died in another. It's not easy to maintain your dignity while living in the public eye. Most of us could not pull it off for an afternoon. Queen Elizabeth did it for more than 70 years. I want to ask you all, she wrote shortly before her coronation in 1953, whatever your religion may be, to pray for me on that day, to pray that God may give me wisdom and strength to carry out the solemn promises I shall be making, and that I may faithfully serve him and you all the days of my life. For the most part, she did just that, and that was not a small achievement given the period she lived in. The week that Elizabeth was coronated, Edmund Hillary, a British subject from New Zealand, a beekeeper, became the first man in history to summit Mount Everest. The achievement seemed symbolic at the time, Britain on top of the world. But in fact, Britain was already over, whether the British knew it or not. To this day, Britain claims to have won both of the 20th century's world wars, but together they destroyed that nation forever. After victory came humiliation. The empire evaporated, and along with it, Britain's self-confidence and ultimately its self-respect. It's hard to believe now, but Britain wasn't always a regional banking center slash refugee camp. It was a real place with a history and a language and a culture and a genuinely remarkable people. A country in the North Atlantic the size of Alabama that somehow took over the world and ruled it with decency unmatched by any empire in human history. The British Empire was not perfect, but it was far more humane than any other, ever. It's gone now, barely even remembered. Queen Elizabeth II was the last living link to a truly great Britain. Today on social media, the usual ghouls celebrated her death. Quote, may her pain be excruciating, a Carnegie Mellon professor called Uju Anya wrote on Twitter of the Queen. May she die in agony. Various know-nothings in the media, including a columnist at The Atlantic and a couple of employees of NBC News, seconded that thought. The British Empire was evil, they wrote, apparently totally unaware of what came after it. And speaking of what did come after the British Empire, how, for example, did Africa fare after the British left? Let's see. Uganda got Idi Amin, who was a cannibal. Rhodesia became Zimbabwe and then became the poorest country on the planet under the racist lunatic Robert Mugabe. As of tonight, South Africa is still being run into the ground by an incompetent kleptocrat called Cyril Ramaphosa. So it's hard to see any of that as an improvement because it's not an improvement. Sorry, Atlantic Magazine. And now, of course, the entire continent of Africa has a new master, the Chinese government. China is the latest colonial power to dominate Africa. Its subjects will be pining for the British soon, assuming they are not already. In an ideal world, there would not be empires, no empires, only sovereign nations. But we don't have that world, and we never have had that world, going back to at least the Assyrians 1,400 years before Christ. In the real world, the one that we live in, strong countries dominate weak countries, and that trend shows no sign of changing. The very least you can say about the English is that they took their colonial responsibilities seriously. They didn't just take things, they added when the U.S. government withdrew from Afghanistan after 20 years, we left behind airstrips, shipping containers, and guns. When the British pulled out of India, they left behind an entire civilization, a language, a legal system, schools, churches, and public buildings, all of which are still in use today. Here's the train station the English built in Bombay, for example. 
There's nothing like that in Washington, D.C. right now, much less in Kabul or Baghdad. Today, India is far more powerful than the U.K., the nation that once ruled it. And yet, after 75 years of independence, has that country produced a single building as beautiful as the Bombay train station that the British colonialists built? No, sadly, it has not. Not one. So despite what they may be claiming on Twitter tonight, the British Empire was more than just genocide. In fact, the British did not commit genocide, except arguably against the Dutch during the Boer War. The British did give the world the Magna Carta and habeas corpus and free speech. They helped end the transatlantic slave trade, as well as the ritual murder of widows in India. The British Empire spread Protestant Christianity to the entire world. It published some of the greatest literature ever written and produced the finest manufactured goods ever made anywhere at any time, including now. It was an impressive place run by impressive people. We will see many empires going forward, but we will never see one so benign. That's true. And because it's true, the people who would like to run the world in a far harsher way would like to make certain that you don't know it. And so they destroy the evidence, the evidence that ever existed. Here they are tearing down a statue of a British philanthropist in the UK two years ago. Destroy the statue, erase the memory. That's why they're doing it. Slander the ruler, discredit the entire period she lived in. And that's exactly why they're attacking Queen Elizabeth tonight. Not because she was a bad person, she wasn't a bad person, but because she lived during a better time. I couldn't have said it better myself. And I have a lot of other things that I could say, but we've got a lot of things here to cover the news. Here's a very interesting story that I thought was hilarious, and it's all about the Queen. Let's roll this one. And normally, on these picnic sites, you, you meet nobody, but there was two hikers coming towards us, and the Queen would always stop and say hello. And it was two Americans on a walking holiday. And it was clear from the moment that we first stopped they hadn't recognised the Queen, which is fine. And the American gentleman was telling the Queen where he came from, where they were going to next, and where they'd been to in Britain. And I could see it coming, and sure enough, he said to Her Majesty, and where do you live? <laughs> and she said, well, I live in London, but I've got a holiday home just the other side of the hills. <laughs> and he said, well, how often have you been coming up here? Oh, she said, I've been coming up here ever since I was a little girl, so over 80 years. And you could see the clogs thinking. He said, well, if you've been coming up here for 80 years, you must have met the Queen. I and as quick it. as a flash, says, well, I haven't, but Dick here meets her regularly. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy said to me, well, you've met the Queen, what's she like? And because I was with her a long time and I knew I could pull a leg, I said, oh, she can be very cantankerous at times, <laughs> but she's got a lovely sense of humour. Anyway, the next thing I knew, this guy comes round, puts his arm around my shoulder, and before I could see what was happening, he gets his camera, gives it to the Queen, and says, can you take a picture of the two of us? <laughs> Anyway, we swapped places, and I took a picture of them with the Queen, and we never let on, and we waved goodbye, and then Her Majesty said to me, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he shows us photographs to the friends in America, and hopefully someone tells him who I am. That's pretty hilarious, but typical British never to let on what's going, <laughs> what's happening. I thought that was funny. Great tribute to the Queen. Anyway, uh, war king Charles 
being like his mother, I don't know. He mentioned that he was a defender of the faiths, which that's it can be. You can only be a defender of the faith, Charles. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for now, but I'm not going to hold my breath because he's already a product of the World Economic Forum. All right, next. Oh, oh, oh no, oh no, Joe, these aren't done. The inside's colder than an Asian in-law. Mom, Dad, this is Alan. It's a pleasure Where to meet you. Where do you go college? Uh, Tufts? Never heard, not real school. What you do? I'm an eco-consultant. What that? That sounds stupid. How much you make? About 200000 per year. Welcome to family. Next. All right, I thought this was interesting, especially for all my friends that love donuts. This is how they advertised them back there. Pep and vigor, vitamin donuts. <laughs> all right, next. All right, so uh, this is uh, great technology, guys. However, if you live in California, everything's free. Just help yourself roll this. Identity or with your palm. You get a chip in your arm. You just tap your palm on there, walk in, sign in for the chip, and then you can just load your card up and walk out, and everything's fine. Except uh, if you live in California, you can just pillage the store. So if you live elsewhere, you need a chip. California, just p pillage. Like a bunch of old-time pirates. All right, next. This is very interesting. Let's roll this. We didn't know anything about this in December. We were starting to get rumblings. China said there was some sort of an outbreak on December 31st. But Peter, De I'm sorry, not Peter Daszak, Dr. Barrick signs a uh, government um, deal with Moderna. I want to I read it exactly to you. This, this deal was uh, made, it's confidential, it's 100 and, I don't know, 58 pages long. Um, it is, if I skip to page 104, they are entering a specific private confidential agreement. The NIH appears to be transferring technology to Dr. Barrick, but th what they're making clear is, quote, mRNA coronavirus vaccine candidates developed and jointly owned by NIAID and Moderna. Now, this is weird because it's two weeks later that we know there's a problem. They sign that deal two weeks before, and they sign it with the doctor who happened to be a partner with the bat lady in Wuhan. Here's where it gets really dark. These are the same group of people that in the end of January begin to have meetings and they shut down and begin to smear anyone who's looking into the lab right. leak theory. They, they establish that's not true. Don't even look there. It, it appears to be collusion. I, you know, we've passed this on to several people in uh, Congress and the Senate. We know Rand Paul has, is on this, and Dr. Fauci has some answers to give. No kidding. Next. All right, uh, the height of insanity. I thought this is beyond me. Roll this. 
I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Who knew? The book of Genesis, and God made man in his own image. And he gave him a left arm for a shot and a right arm. What? What are you talking about? Seriously? Folks, these people are insane. Next. I just sort of throw this out. Um, I seem to remember this. If you remember this, this is how things were about 11 o'clock on the night of the election, huh? huh? Pennsylvania. But don't worry, everybody went to sleep. And we woke up in the morning. Uncle Joe was ahead by like 700,000 people. Amazing. Just sort of throw that out. Next. Dutch city of Harlem may be the world's first to ban most meat ads. Really? Crickets? Next. All right, I thought this was a great meme. What's the difference between the California and the Titanic? The Titanic had its lights on when it sank. Yeah. Anyway. Next. Uh, this is the new look of the Tesla. Tesla will be having these platforms with a generator on the back where <laughs> when your car dies, you just have to plug your generator in. And you put your fuel in for your generator there, and then you plug it to charge your battery-operated car. Where's Duracell when you need it? Next. This is uh, something that got my attention and, of course, would explain why even our cattle here in America are dying. Mine aren't. I have cattle, but they're still doing fine. The cattle are lowing, and they're doing fine on the ranch. But cows have been dying. This is Gujarat state in India, where tens of thousands of cattle suddenly started to die after being given a vaccine by the Indian government. Worldwide, they are destroying cattle. Well, uh, the cows are huge in India. I know that they think it's somebody's grandmother, but the bottom line is the milk from the cows they use in all of their food. Roll this. Bring it back to me. Let all of that sink in. And all of this is to create a food shortage and um, then drive people to the bread lines, food lines, and bring them under government control. There's people that should be arrested and go to prison for this wickedness being perpetrated on humanity. Next. Australia's colder than average winter. Iceland's historical cold summer. Antarctica plunges to minus 80 degrees. So, you know, obviously they talk about global warming, but it's winter in the south, and the ice packs are thicker than ever. Next. Liz Truss has been elected as a new lead of the Conservative Party and will become Britain's next Prime Minister. Of course, that took place. The Queen actually uh, 
um, asked her to form a government two days before she passed. Roll this. Therefore, I give notice that Liz Truss is elected as the leader of the Conservative and Unionist Party. We'll come up on All right, bring that back. She actually did uh, repent for uh, when she was a teenager. She criticised the Queen, and of course, um, she had to walk back all of that. Said she was wrong, and uh, who knows what she's going to do? I know she's also a product of the World Economic Forum, but it sounds to me like she's going to go more conservative, uh, as uh, she just said to open up fracking in the UK, which, as you know, is totally against the climate. Uh, policy. But let's see. Let's see what happens. Maybe some people are going to come to their senses, which we pray they do. Next. Boris Johnson's successor as British Prime Minister will be Liz Truss, a low-tax evangelist who models herself on Margaret Thatcher. Well, if she does model herself, according to CNN, on Margaret Thatcher, she's going to have to do some major stuff, because Margaret was a one-of-a-kind. Next. All right, so uh, why a swarm of cyborg cockroaches are being created in labs? Okay, so now what could possibly go wrong? Cyborg cockroaches. I mean, you know how, bring it to me, do you know how hard it is to kill one of those things? I mean, you stomp on it and you come back a half an hour later and the things move like 10 feet. What are they doing with a cyborg cockroach? And they're going to come under your door to spy on you with cameras? A cyborg? I mean, you'll see a bug. Is it really a bug or it's a CIA? Is that a bug? You know, when they say we wish to bug, we're going to bug the room, they actually, fact, they're going to bug the rooms. They're using real bugs. Next. All right, so let's just think about this. This is Uncle Joe. He, he cheated in law school, got caught. Lied about his grades, got caught. Plagiarized his speeches got caught. Lied about his GPA, got caught. Lied about scholarships, got caught. Sold vice president office to China, got caught. Sold vice president office to Ukraine, got caught. Committed quid pro quo to save his crackhead son, got caught. Framed general friend, got caught. Rigged 2020 election, got caught. So I just thought I would. But I, 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 I will say this. I mean, they say he did it, but I don't think he's that clever to do all that. It's the people behind him. He's just a puppet of the system. Okay. So he's not that powerful. Next. Vegan restaurant hit by the cost of living crisis, which will start serving meat due to a lack of customers. Uh, come on, bring, bring it back to me. Uh, when all else fails, there's nothing like a great steak. Seriously. A vegan restaurant closed because there's no customers, so now they're going to serve meat. Go figure. Next. All right, roll this. Then the second time I saw him was uh, the March after that, uh, so March 2017 in the White House. In both of those two meetings, he asked me if vaccines weren't a bad thing because he was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccines. And, and somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. So, yeah, 
President Trump was asking him if he should put a commission together, which you should have done, Mr. President. But you listened to Bill Gates, and now we're dealing with the fallout, which is humongous. The fallout from the vaccine injuries are beyond the pale. Fact. Next. All right, so uh, Duchess of Sussex rejects gendered narrative that Prince Harry chose for her. In the third episode of a podcast, which no one listens to, the Duchess of Sussex also described herself as a latchkey kid who was often alone. Paul Joseph Watson said, the self-entitled delusion of this woman is beyond belief. Next. All right, the EU will now propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours in order to flatten the curve. Oh. Oh. 15 days to flatten the curve, no electricity. We should just all be Amish. Roll this. And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands, we will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. In a cold winter coming, you people are insane. Next, Germany. Mass protests, Germany demanding the World Economic Forum. Puppet Chancellor Olaf Scholz and his government resign. Roll this. Next. Thousands of Indonesians are protesting against the Indonesian government decision to raise fuel prices by 30%. Roll this. Stuff like this happening around the world, and you won't see it anywhere. They won't show it to you, except I will show you here on the news update. Next. Moldova. Protesters in Moldova burned the energy bills all over Europe, and more and more people have had enough. Roll this.
Next. Oh, my favorite person, soy boy. Roll this. Everyone should get out and get vaccinated. If we are able to hit that 80, 85, 90% of Canadians up to date in their vaccinations, we'll have a much better winter with much less need for the kinds of restrictions and rules that were so problematic for everyone over the past years. But every step of the way, government's responsibility is to keep people safe to prevent our healthcare systems from getting overwhelmed. And that's where individuals choosing to make sure they're up to date in their vaccinations with these new vaccines is gonna help us all get through it and keep life uh, open and free the way we want it to be. Everyone should get out. I mean, here he is still, this is now September. He's still pushing back for all the Canadians and they're dropping like flies. The guy's insane. Next. All right, the real reason Trudeau is pushing the backs. Trudeau is a shareholder in Acutius, Acutius or whatever, licensed the mRNA te delivery technology to Pfizer for the so-called vaccines. Trudeau is one of the main shareholders in the company, which has developed the lipid nanoparticles for the backs. Every person who gets a jab is a payday for him. Further, this implicates Trudeau in the murder of Apotex owner, Barry Sherman, who produced a safe alternative which would have cut into his profits. Trudeau is getting rich on injections. Next. The Ukraine is the biggest money laundering operation on the planet. The Ukraine may need $349 billion for reconstruction, World Bank says. Roll it, come bring it to me. Listen to me. Here's the problem, and people are, are mad at me because they said, oh, you keep, that's a Russian narrative that you attack the Ukraine. No, I have friends in Ukraine and in Russia. But 349 billion, folks, do you know how much money? People have no consideration. We're not talking about 349 million. We're talking about 349 billion. Do you know what you can do with 349 billion? How many billions have they already received? I think we've already given them 80 billion. And I'm hearing numbers close to a trillion dollars will go into the Ukraine. And I can promise you, none of that money is going to make the Ukraine better. None of that money is going to help the Ukrainian people. All that money is being siphoned off by you-know-who. And that's all I'm going to say about that. We love the Ukrainian people. We love the Russian people. But this is a war that is not necessary except for the money laundering that is going on. That's all I can tell you, because Afghanistan's done. Now they need something else, and they're playing people. They're playing them like a pawn on a game of chess. Anyway, that's all the time we have for in the program today. You need Jesus in your life. Surrender your life to him. Make him Lord of your life. Will you do that today? Pray this after me. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your blood. Thank you that you died for me on the cross, that you shed your blood for me. And today I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Let me serve you all the days of my life. If you prayed that prayer, you're a child of God. I have a gift I want to send you. We want to tell you we love you. If you're anywhere in the Central Florida area, come visit us here at the River Tampa Bay Church. Uh, follow through the instructions with the address. We want to send you this book all about Jesus that's going to help you. Thank you for watching the program. Please, please like, subscribe, and share. See you again next week.